This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about something new Girl Powerful is a part of that we are very excited about. MentorCam is an app that connects people like our listeners to well-known experts like us for personalized one-on-one advice and mentorship. It's so cool because scrolling the app, you will find experts on a variety of topics related to self-discovery, career development, dating and relationships, health and wellness, who you can connect and engage with in a private conversation through video messages. We are mentors on the app because we think it is so important as positive community members to be available to help people with their emotional health. Everyone listening should go check out MentorCam. Download in the App Store and use promo code GIRL, G-I-R-L, for $10 off your first question. Enjoy this episode with Sierra. It rocks. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. On today's episode of the Girl Powerful Podcast, we talk with Sierra Miller. She's from Bravo Summer House, and she's also an RN and model. We talk with her about relationships in the house and how she needed to take a break from being a nurse during COVID-19. Sierra is grounded, honest, and one of a kind, and this episode gave her the opportunity to share her side of the story. Hi everyone, welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. I'm Teddy, this is my sister Sonia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and then we have Sierra here from Bravo Summer House, and we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for your time, Sierra. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Yeah, we were really kind of just, because a lot of people maybe don't know in our community what Bravo Summer House is. How would you describe what that show is to just the the blind eye? So honestly, just a bunch of crazy people in their like 20s and 30s who like come together in the summertime to live together. This year, we all quarantined together in the same house for like six and a half weeks or so. And yeah, we just tried not to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I loved you on this season because I think you're a breath of fresh air. Oh, and I felt like you added, I know it's a party show, but you added so much depth to it. It was oh. like anytime you were like, nope, I'm putting up a boundary or no, I'm walking away from this craziness. I was like, go Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> and let's find better guys in the house for Sierra to date. Yeah. <laughs> True. I agree. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that was kind of a rough part of the season to watch, just like as a fan, 
was yep. when one of your cast members, Carl Radke, lost his brother. And you offered support and saying, like, I've dealt with loss because of your work in the COVID unit as a RN before the show. Could you talk a little more about that and like some tools you've used and seen with patients on how to deal with loss? I I mean, man, the morning that that happened, it was like super traumatic because it definitely came out of the blue. And I felt like a couple of days before we were just talking about his brother. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I feel like I never really know what to say to people. Honestly, my biggest thing that I try to offer to people is like a listening ear because there's nothing that I could ever say or do that would bring that person back. And at the end of the day, they do still have to deal with like the reality of this death. So I feel like it's so much better to be in the present and figure out how you, and not immediately, but how you can move forward and how like this person's life was a blessing and a lesson and how you know you can kind of take from them and learn from you know this tragedy and like with Carl he really got to like he always said he didn't want to be like his brother but he ended up being like him and I just was like you know unfortunately this is tragic but there's so much you can learn from this and what a great gift you Mm -hmm. know even though it is hard and he's not here with you in the physical world, like, but he's no longer suffering and he's no longer in pain. I just feel like there's so much peace in that. And I feel like a lot of times I get to see people. I mean, like I get to be a part of saving lives that I also get to be a part of like the aspect where like, I don't feel like I'm saving a life. I'm kind of like prolonging the inevitable. And that hurts because I'm like, we, we talk about death and we talk about heaven sometimes if you're like religious or have your faith or whatever but like sometimes we we talk about heaven and like how amazing heaven will be well why do we always try to withhold people and like from from getting there and we are sometimes I feel like I always say I interfere with God's plan but you know it's that's a really good point I mean the last year was hard like COVID-19 hurt like obviously physically we lost a lot of people in our community but then you like a huge, huge, like light was shown on mental health. And like, since we work with teens and a lot of their lives were taken away from them in the way, like their social lives, like they weren't allowed to play sports. They weren't allowed to be social. They weren't allowed to go to dances. They weren't allowed to go to school where their teacher might be the one person that actually sees them and their home life, you know, is toxic. So we saw a lot of isolation and loneliness and depression did you see like an influx, like in the hospital of seeing teenagers? Like I know you were work- working with COVID patients, but did you hear anything from like the other parts of the hospital about um, just, we, we sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, we definitely have, it was, it's tough because like in the ICU, because we have the sickest of the sick patients, um, my patient population that I was typically dealing with, would it be anywhere from like your late twenties to your Till your, your geriatrics, which is like 80s, 90s and, and up. But like, we did, you do see like the mental toll that it takes on people because they weren't allowed to have their families in the ICU. They weren't allowed to have any visitors at all. So it's really like we healthcare providers kind of had to step in and play the role of like the family member or the wife or the sister who's like holding your hand and like, Stuff that like we typically do, but not in that capacity and not that much typically because you can have your family members in the ICU and really 
we were only letting them in for honestly end of death and or prior to surgeries and like even that was a huge risk and it even was like hard for us to really hard for nurses to really even be in the room with these people for so long because it's like then we're increasing our exposure time you know so yeah that reminds me because we had our mom's best friend was in the hospital and no one was allowed to go see her so my mom you know they'd all go wave at the window and everything right but I'm, my whole background's in communication Mm-hmm. And we have a very similar upbringing, like the, whenever you opened up on Summer House and shared about your dad, yeah. you know, I would like really felt for you and resonated with how you were feeling because we have that same situation. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about being a nurse, how you handled your own mental health, because you did have so much pressure from yeah. the news. You're starting this new show. You're like, have extra expectations at work from patients. Cause it's like you, you're compassionate if you're a nurse. Yeah. So I can only imagine if I could tell a patient was extra lonely, like I would want yeah. to like fill that void for them. It was hard. Like I, you do want to be in the room for that with them, but it's like, at the same time, I also have, th- there's two of you that I'm taking care of. Like I have to divide my time equally. And then it's like, I still actually have to take my lunch. And then like, I, there's still like a million other different tasks that I need to complete on, aside from like talking to doctors and like trying to figure out, you know, like health plans and whatnot. But it was, it was definitely tough. Like the summertime was definitely a time for me to like step back and take a break from it. And I did realize just how much I did miss it, but I, I feel like I always talk about this, like with nurses, like when you leave the hospital and I sit in silence for honestly the night until like the next day like I don't come home and turn on my tv because it's just like extra noise and stimulus so I really take a lot of quiet time I feel like I've kind of I need like that quiet time my bed has also become like a safe haven which it can be kind of dangerous because I'm like (laughs) teeter-tottering between like because I know like my anxiety turns into like physical exhaustion which also which turns into like I'm gonna sleep so it's just like finding that healthy balance of like okay I'm gonna get out and go on a walk I'm gonna go do something that I enjoy like hiking and like being outdoors is really like what I love to do and an escape to like when I'm not at the hospital yeah definitely we love nature I think it's the best healing tool it's a prevention tool at the same time yeah Yeah, um I'm just curious, like, how did you get on the show? Like, you have this full-blown career as a nurse. Like, where did this come from? Like, so, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, so I had been friends with Luke for a few years prior to, um, prior to the show. I've known Luke before he was even on the season two. And we've had our, like, relationships. And then um, I was in, like, Texas, and he's, like, hey, like, do you think that, like, you want to, would you want to go to the Hamptons this summer? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, I need to figure out what I'm doing with work, but, like, sure. Regardless, I get to take a break, which will be amazing, and I'm like, please pick me. Yeah. (laughs) Hit me. (laughs) So I was like, yes, I actually really want to do this, and then I ended up taking a travel assignment in New York, and I ended up in New York anyway, and I was like, it's just kind of, like, all aligned, you know? I love that. I mean, what have you felt like being the black girl on Summer House? I mean, it's a very white show. Yeah. yeah. Very white. We've been to the Hamptons before and I'm like, whoa. I don't even so want to go to the Hamptons. I've never <laughs> been, but it's like, I don't know if I feel like I'd fit in there. 
Yeah, I was super apprehensive about it. It was definitely like I had these conversations before with my friends. I'm like, I know that I'm the only black girl coming into this. And like, I just, I knew that it would feel like there would be a lot of pressure on me. But our producer, showrunner Ian, he was like, honestly, come in and like, be you and be the best you that you can be. And like, that's all that you can do. And he was like, don't even put those types of pressures on yourself, which I was like, okay. But it was kind of like a culture shock coming in because I'm like, we're also going through a civil rights movement, the biggest rights movement ever. And, you know, like, obviously like the presidential election too. Like, I was like, are these, are we going to have the same I'm not expecting to have the same views, but it was like, am I going to have the same views as these people? Are these going to be like, are we going to be open to different viewpoints? Are people going to come in and just be completely shut off to like my perspective and my point of view or like, how is it going to go? But yeah. Did you guys ever talk about that? I know like the show doesn't really get into those deeper conversations, but off camera or even on and they just don't air it. Did you get into that? Like, was there were there people in the house that totally don't think the same way as you? And how do you coexist with someone? Cause for six weeks, for six okay. weeks, yeah. like, you're like, you don't value me. We did have some really amazing and eye opening conversations. And it was like, so refreshing to hear and to like, know that they like, they could empathize with me. And they knew like, at the time, like, it was super heavy on me. And honestly, like Hannah and Amanda are two people that I probably had the most conversations with. And they just like, they were, they did such a good job of like listening and empathizing and like Amanda will cry with me like over anything really. But like, (laughs) they were such important factors and like, in me being in the house, they feel like they really did help me, you know, navigate the waters in terms of like, just being able to talk to somebody about it. Cause like, I wasn't with my like normal friend group, you know, like they really did a good job. And then we had, we would sit down at dinner sometimes and have like, like a family discussion of, of it all. And we ended up having a lot of the same viewpoints and just like, we were all still trying to like wrap our brains around how someone could even think you know a certain way but then we also had discussions about how it came to be and how the and the concept of you guys being there during a pandemic you're like so in the nucleus of like the whole Mm -hmm. thing like it was a lot probably to handle and I feel like even like as watching as like a fan the show like had a totally different tone this season. Yeah. It wasn't this high vibey party, obviously. It was real world. It was more real. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you could even see like Hannah and Kyle were fighting about like real world stuff that kind of like stuff that went on, but like we were all kind of, it was, it was tough. And I feel like people don't even understand like the intensity of like filming for that long. And please know that like we couldn't go anywhere like we had strict COVID guidelines that we had to go by and like testing and like if anybody got COVID like we would be shut down so like we obviously wanted to give everyone like you know a great show but it was also like we're trapped in this house and like we can't go anywhere like we could have like certain people like run our errands for us like production which they were amazing but like 
We couldn't leave. We couldn't really see anybody. Yeah, Luke was like starting fires in the backyard and chopping wood. <laughs> That's what he had to like bring his element to the house. Yeah, like we were all just trying to like find shit to do. That's why we had yeah. so many Amazon packages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, everyone's guilty of the Amazon. Yeah, definitely. No, but that brings me back to like the biggest lesson we found with the girls mm-hmm. is we are listening more and talking less. So just like you said, you had like support in the house. It's like people just need to be there for each other right now to listen Mm -hmm. because everyone's just going through so many different feelings and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Entering like a new friend group. How did you decide? Like, I love that that showrunner said, like, just be yourself and truly meant it. And that was really a cool way to like have a foundation of feeling like supported by the team. But how did you enter the house and like, how did you set up boundaries with these people of how you would accept being treated from the men and the women? Oh, um, I don't even know if I even went into it thinking like, you know, this is how I'm going to go about it. it. I feel like it's kind of just like, I mean, people treat you the way you allow them. So, I mean, like, not that I had any like negative um, interactions initially, I just think they kind of know, like, I don't necessarily fuck around. Like I, my mom says I'm like a straight shooter and like, that's, I've always been that way. So like, you know, I would would have to give myself rules. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, no tequila shots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there would be times where I'm like, I, like the drinking was kind of like, whoa, like these people know how to drink. Yeah. And like, I'm like a two drink type of girl, like, you know, cheap date, <laughs> not like I can't, I can't drink like five and 10 drinks. I'd be completely and utterly obliterated, but like, on national like television, yeah, yeah. On national television. <laughs> you drink. So like pacing myself, but I was like, okay, no. I know I cut myself off. Like, and I also get the spins, which is very easy for me to be like, I want to go light. <laughs> yeah. Who is, who is someone that you feel like on and off the screen is the most genuine after you? Because um, <laughs> you're a straight shooter, you, you know, you kind of, like you're a nurse. Like, I feel like that you're like a grounded, grounded person that's truthful and real. And that's why people want to watch more of that, I think. Um, I probably would say, um, Amanda, like... She just is like so damn pure and just like she really does have a good heart and she really does like she just she loves hard. She loves insanely hard. Yeah, that's such a good compliment. When she hears that, she'll be like, Oh I, I would love someone to pick me out of a lineup. You know? <laughs> yeah. I tell her this all the time. I'm like, you I mean, she can lay down the law too, but like she she just like she loves she loves and she loves hard and she's just so loyal and but I feel like I could say that about a few people like a lot of people in the house what is, what is your love language Sarah my love language is definitely okay so I read the book and like they say you can really truly only pick one but it's so hard um my probably the forerunners like quality time and, yeah like, words of affirmation Heck yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other stuff all falls into place if you get quality yeah. time. I think that that is a good umbrella one. Yeah. You know, what's yours? 
I don't know, but I just like men are so ridiculous and it's all like physical touch, physical touch. We're like every we, time. We know you yeah. like this. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? They do, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I start asking guys, I'm like, okay, name one that's not physical touch. Yeah, we we already right. know. We know. They probably don't even know They're the like, other ones. <laughs> They're like physical touch. <laughs> yeah, mine's gift giving actually. Like I love like the little things like a wild flower or just like anything small like it's got yeah. I stole the pen from the bank for you <laughs> you know like I want someone to be thinking of me always yeah I like I I I mean like I feel like we're all all of them but like yeah you Wait, so is, it, is your love language what you like to receive or what you like to give um what I like to receive what I give is usually like I I do give quality time and I give gifts and I I not always like a word of words of affirmation that does take me a little bit like more to we definitely need to be like more closer like yeah dating for me to give you like consistent like words of affirmation what about you I think I give acts of service okay like I'll let them cook a meal or I want to go do something and like show you like hey care about you you do that with friendships too I think you can go into like you know friendships and female friendships what do you think about wait yeah so did you think you like would have this drama with Luke when you entered the house so I just like back to the nitty gritty well I'm curious because I love how you stood your ground because in college all my friends not all my friends but a lot of my friends were male and if they had been like, I'm sorry, Sonia, like I would have easily given in and not really stand in my ground if they actually hurt me or like made yeah. me question our friendship. Right. And so whenever I saw that on the show, I'm like, she's so strong to be able to like really stay to what she thinks and like allow him to say, I'm sorry, but still like, you know, keep him at an arm's length. Yeah. I, do. I feel like, which is not always the greatest quality that I have. <laughs> pretty good at I am good at the silent treatment and it is something that I'm working on and and like for me like me me and Luke not like interacting I didn't expect for us to like have this like riff that we went into like that happened over the summer but like going into it I was like it was a lot for us to be living together so I really needed time to like kind of wrap my head around my own thoughts and figure out like how to approach this this friendship because we were friends and how to like where do we go from here? And like, it was, it was awkward. It was just kind of weird. So awkward. <laughs> but I, yeah, but I knew I was like, I was like, we definitely need to remain friends. It doesn't mean that I don't like you. It just means that I don't think that we're fit to be a couple or anything more than that, just mm-hmm. based on like our history and then the events that unfolded in the house. So, I mean, like once once I've kind of been burned it's like I can forgive you but like we will not I won't I will try not to give you the opportunity to like burn me again yeah I just that makes sense though because you're putting up your you're protecting yourself yeah like I did put up a wall but it's also like we're not gonna I'm not playing this back and forth game like in order for me to get what I need out of a relationship I can't play this back and forth game and I and like, it just, yeah, I just feel like. If I'm what did you think in your head when he texted you after nine o'clock? 
I, I mean, he laughed at the idea of the, of the boundary initially. So I was yeah. like, you know, he doesn't give a shit, but I yeah. was like, we're friends. And that's what I'm asking of you. Why wouldn't you just do it? Like, it doesn't matter how stupid you think it is because it could be crazy. And it's not like I have this boundary for everyone or every guy that I meet. It was literally like, this is what we need to do. This is what I need from you at the moment. And like, just respect that. It's not going to always be that way. Yes, we've talked after nine in the past, but like, I'm not talking about the past or even the future. I'm literally talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing that you showcased on the show is you were yourself. I think I wish we saw more of you. Hello, Bravo. (laughs) And then the female friendships and how you were there for people. And even the men, you were like supported the Carl and everything. And I just think the, do you find that the value in like being a woman in the female friendships is so important, like in your real life too and off the show? Are you a girl's girl or how would you describe yourself? I will say like, because me and Amanda and Paige and Hannah all talk about this. Like we're not, like, I was like, I don't really think I'm a girl's girl because for yeah. a long time, like I did have a hard time getting along with females. And then like, but once I entered the field of nursing, I feel like I was almost always surrounded by females so I feel like that's really helped my progression of like female friendships but I like need my female friends yeah my guy friends but like I need my female friends and I keep a really tight circle of like quality quality friendships like there's not a lot but there are some like quality friendships that if I was in an insane situation I know that I could call any one of them and literally they would be there for me even throughout this whole filming craziness and like post filming you know like my female friendships have been like my the ones that I've leaned on the most yeah we definitely like especially even after 2020 there have been friends that just dropped off naturally because there's more space but I'm all for Four quarters. Four quarters. Uh, and uh, 100 pennies. 100 pennies. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> if you have four solid friends instead of 100 flaky friends just yeah. to fill like your 20th I, birthday party at a club, right. I'm over that. Yeah. Right. Well, and we're a lot older than you. Yeah, we're older. Than but you. it's nice. Like we have friends like from LA that we're like, we've known her 11 years. Mm-hmm. And like when you go back and you think about it, it's like she's going to be in my life forever. Yeah, it's so amazing that you get to grow and develop and change with your best friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, do all that. I love that, and we always my best friend Jackie. Like I, ha- we've known each other for maybe like five, maybe seven years now. But like we, <laughs> like we ride the in the room. Is she in the corner? Jackie behind you. No, she's not here. She was, she did call me though. She's the one who called me. But like we ride the waves of our friendship and we're always like, remember when we were feeling this way and we were like, it's going to pass. And then we have our highs and we're like, remember when we were like feeling like this? And I was like, I just like, we've literally gone through so many like life changes, like throughout our twenties. And like, we still have like years to go, but I'm like, I honestly just can't wait to be like giving our kids advice, you know, yeah. when we're moms and like, yeah we didn't have our like looking back when we didn't have our together you know so it's like those friendships that I like hold so near and dear to my heart definitely well we always pull a card with one of our guests we have 
We have 64 affirmations. So I'm going to pull a card for you. And then you do the prompt. Okay. Do you use mantras or I am statements or anything to pump yourself up? Like before a workout, before a show? Um, No, I don't actually. I on I call my I call Jackie. She's like, you are the prize at the end of the day. Honestly, like when when we kind of do that for each other. So I love that. I pulled the Jackie card. It says, call Jackie now. (laughs) (laughs) No, really though. This is what it really says. says, I am gentle with myself. Wrap your arms around yourself and give yourself a hug for 10 seconds. And repeat this until you feel more connected with yourself. So I feel like this is a really good tool for even like before we got on here, you were running around, you just got off a flight to feel grounded and centered. It's important to give yourself that hug that especially during COVID, like you don't get done with everybody right now. Yeah. And like, it's okay. You've, you've done a lot and like, just come back to yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. Come back to yourself. Yeah. The last beautiful question coming from Sonia. We ask everyone, what makes you feel the most alive? Um, What makes me feel the most alive? Like connecting with people, probably connecting with different people with from like all different backgrounds and everything. Yeah. Just like meeting new people, connecting with them, getting to know someone on more, more than the superficial level. Like i love to know weird things about you what you did when you were 10 like your relationships with your parents or your siblings like something that can like make you closer to that one person that's a great answer that is so good thank you sierra (laughs) yes thank you so much for your time thank you so much guys yeah you rock all right we'll talk to you soon all right bye Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.